0: post-election uh no one i'd rather talk to right now than dave Souter of the tribune democrat here to talk about analysis of this past election cycle david how are you sir
1: good though. how are you doing
0: i'm well you're glad it's over i'm sure aren't you
1: yeah definitely yeah it was it was a long long one they're always long with everything that goes into it and the fighting and everything else that happened. So, yeah, it's nice to be over
0: with it. It was interesting. And, uh, of course, nationally, uh, a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Locally, I can't say that there weren't uh, too many surprises. But, of course, you know, the most competitive statewide race, obviously, was that of the Senate race. And um, talking to a lot of my friends... Um, who are just amazed by what happened here. Um, it's, it's an interesting study uh, of the Republican Party, uh, as far as I'm concerned, statewide. This was a race that they could have won. Uh, they just had the wrong candidate, a guy who was very popular locally, but just didn't have the statewide appeal, did he?
1: No, and... Th- you know, policies and everything and all that goes into everything. we People vote on stuff like that. The guy didn't live here. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's a long way in Pennsylvania. These are, you know, you have people, and you know this, I mean, the fights between school districts so based on the Friday night football and all this stuff, and very divided. We have like 60-some municipalities in Cambria County. It's very territorial. And... To have somebody come in from outside that was a that was a tough thing to try to overcome the back. Yeah. I spent a year going around but you know it's still it wasn't from the state and yeah. that, that hurt
0: I was just talking to somebody uh, a Republican friend who 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 stated you know the only person that I would not have voted for uh, was was dr. Oz just just because he he uh, how could he understand Pennsylvania when he didn't live in pennsylvania uh i held my nose and i voted for for fetterman and it it looked like throughout the course of the year that fetterman was just running out the clock i mean he he was he was ahead um you know at times by a good bit that debate performance perhaps changed some minds and i think there were some polls that showed that uh, oz was indeed ahead Um, so frankly, I have to admit that I was a little bit surprised, uh, especially after that debate. Uh, I thought, I really thought that that had turned enough people off of the Fetterman campaign and, uh, Oz was going to get elected. I mean, what was the word that, you know, that you had heard?
1: My personal opinion, I thought Bedroom was going to hold on by a slight margin. I, I didn't think he was going to I didn't think he was going to be as big as it, it looks like it's going to be over four percentage points.
2: Yeah.
1: And a couple of those polls at the end, if you look at the RC real clear politics average, like the last three that came in for us were Republican-funded, you know, were Republican polls. Mm, it was, okay. So those got factored in there. Uh, but, yeah, I thought the debate, you know, he – if somebody was tuning in for the first time, that was probably – I don't know if shocking is the right word to see, but, yeah. you know, that it was clearly there were some medical issues. Now, how many people voted in advance of that? How many people it didn't matter to? You know, my personal opinion, I'm not a doctor, Everybody, anything like that or anything. I don't think he has any problem processing, like, hey, I can read a bill and this is what I believe. I don't think there's any issue with that. Again, not a doctor, probably talking out of my backside, somewhat on that. Right. But, yeah, clearly immediate, you know, uh, split second some issues there, that kind of thing, They, they were clearly visible. Uh, maybe it just didn't matter to, you know, a sizable amount of the population.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, We've all had loved ones have medical issues like that, so maybe we look back and, like, okay, I remember this when such-and-such such went through that. Okay, they were there, but, yeah, there were some issues, and it, it, you just don't know. You know, there's millions of people voting, so it's tough to say what each one was thinking. But, yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it would be a little closer than was. I thought Fedman was going to hold on at the end. I, I didn't think it would be over four percentage points.
0: So. It, it's interesting, but, you know, but you trace this race and the governor race back to the, the Republican primary, and it just makes me think, you know, was Oz the best choice that the Republicans could have come up with? Um, at the time, if you recall, and it seems like we're going back a long time, but, you know, both David McCormick, who was in that tight race with Oz— and Carla Sands, who was very popular uh, at at first and kind of faded off, both of these people also considered outsiders as well. Would it have made a difference had it been one of them running against Fetterman?
1: Maybe, maybe not. I, I think my, I think McCormick had a longer history, grew up in the state, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think he could. I think it would been wouldn't been so blatantly just dropping in, you know, yeah. kind of shooting in. So who knows? I mean, they still would have made the case he doesn't live here, certainly, right. but I just think it really stuck with Oz and and it was too much to overcome. I mean, there's only so many cheesesteak photos you can take in Philly and do this. <laughs> and and, you know, everybody does it. Right. Every candidate does that, but it's, you know, it, it's, he didn't live here. Yeah. You know, that, that was the, that's pretty tough to overcome.
0: Yeah, well. I tell you what, though, I, I thought that uh, his and we talked about this last time, but I thought the light on crime uh, knock on on Fetterman, whether that's true or not, it seemed to be effective. And he did cut into a lead there. And, um, you know, as I said, it was it was just probably, you know, smart of the Fetterman campaign just to run out the clock and uh, which is essentially what they did. Um, and, um, but now, you know, John Fetterman will be a United States Senator, uh, for the next six years. And, and, you know, question is, you know, does he have the, uh, capacity to be able, uh, to do that? Um, those that are questioning that, I think that's a legitimate concern.
1: Yeah, it's a legitimate health issue. Uh, you know, in the times I've seen him, I saw him speak. In person twice um, after the stroke, and there was a significant difference between the first and second time in terms of how long he gave a presentation, how well he seemed to give the speech, things like that. It, it was significantly better. No, it was still issues, you know, but it, it improved. So, again, no doctor, no knowledge in strokes or anything like that, but, right. um, you know, it. it, it probably be challenging in the beginning i guess because you know but then as he gets better and better i I, I just don't know yeah it it happens i think if i remember correctly two u.s senators have had strokes in the last year or so
2: oh yeah really
1: not the difference was they were already elected and you know weren't they they, that was in there and it wasn't like they were going out and asking again, hey vote for me again you know right at this time right so uh we'll see yeah that's all you can do
0: the other big one, uh, the governor race, was never really a race. Again, you know, uh, uh, Mastriano very popular around these parts, but uh, just did not have uh, the juice uh, statewide. Um, again, uh, just heard Sean Hannity of all people, Sean Hannity on this on this very network, uh, saying that perhaps Mastriano's uh, position on abortion just a little too extreme, um, turned off those uh, suburban Philadelphia women that uh, are an important part of, uh, you know, you, you need to get that uh, to get elected in the state of Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, I would say so. And even if he had thrown in, even if he didn't believe they to say, like, you know, that he would support it rape, incest, and the mother's life, that would... Helped him somewhat, but I think he was just so far. You know, he it wasn't happening. Right? Yeah he he was he's very popular among he got about forty forty two percent something like that. Very popular among that forty percent or so. But he there was no crossover. There was nothing. You know, like that forty percent are I believe very strong Doug Mastriano supporters.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't there was no he wasn't winning anything beyond
0: that group. It's interesting how. It appears to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like he really tried, you know, to waver past no. past those, you know what I mean? He he kind of shut the campaign off to anyone outside that group, didn't he?
1: He did. He was it was a lot of preaching to the choir. And that doesn't win you an election unless you got a really big choir and, you know. Yeah. It's, not, it's big, but it's not, you know, yeah, the other guys was bigger and yeah. Um, but yeah, he he there was no effort to bring in. It seemed like no effort whatsoever to bring other people into the to support him.
0: Yeah, uh, was he the wrong candidate for Republicans? You know, would a Lou Barletta um, had had a better chance, or anybody else, or is is you know what I've heard uh, some argue is that Josh Shapiro, um, the Democrat, ran the way a Democrat, can can win by appealing to those, you know, showing strength with law enforcement and, and other factors, you know, showing the work that he's done within uh, the more rural communities.
1: He did, and I, I think he and Ferdinand both had similar approaches. Like, they knew they weren't going to go in those counties and win. They right. weren't going to win the right of the red counties. But if you knock off five percentage points of how much, say, Biden lost by in those districts, then that adds up. You don't, you're not going in there expecting you you win fifty-one forty-nine, but if you only lose, you know, say sixty forty as yeah. opposed to sixty-five uh, thirty-five, that's huge across the state. That just all keeps adding up. Yeah, and I think a lot of their approach on that just go there and and you know a lot of those places probably never felt reached out to by a Democratic candidate in years. Yes, and if they showed up and was like, hey, okay, at least he showed up, you know, and that yeah. can go. A long way shapiro ran a very effective campaign
0: smart he, yeah
1: it was he, he was just very effective yeah. um no mess ups no yeah. anything like he he doesn't screw up you know he's very uh detailed yeah and focused and yeah he was a well-run campaign
0: even if you disagree with his policies you have to admit the guy ran a really smart campaign. And one observation that I had just a couple weeks before the election: um, again, the Mastriano signs around these parts in in areas of of you know Bedford, Somerset, Indiana counties, the Mastriano signs outnumbered the Shapiro signs. But not by the wide margin that when you compared him to Trump compared to Biden a few years ago, um, that goes to tell you that yes, that he was trying to to kind of take a portion of that vote, and he did, and uh, that was affected. That's that's why he won by such a wide margin throughout the state.
1: I believe so. Yeah, I know, I noticed that same thing. That like I mean, Trump Clinton was just overwhelming. Trump, he was like it was so one-sided on that again there were far more maestriano signs and stuff like that but yeah you'd see i saw a, a consistent amount of shapiro and Fetterman signs yeah. you know not that nothing was a recognizable presence you're like okay there there's some support here that wasn't here in the past six years or so
0: that's exactly the that's exactly right dave Suter talking uh the uh, analysis of this past election interesting stuff and already uh watching some of the sunday talk shows uh shapiro already yeah <laughs> already seen as a national figure perhaps you know what i mean that perhaps somebody the democrats want to put up as a, a presidential candidate a little premature i'd say though you know
1: oh um, no they might already be printing the shapiro 2028
0: <laughs> that's, that's how it I'm works not, man i, I know that. i know. <laughs> That's how it. That's how it works. And um, locally, um, man, uh, to me, it just got nasty in the uh, Burns Billow race. Um, and and again, that's that's politics. That's that's the way it works. But to me, that was exceptional. Uh, the way that it turned out to be um you know smears you know it it seemed to me that there were some things going on there that uh just like oh this is kind of this is kind of icky
1: yeah it was different um when it's like something to me they had the court case and i was up in evansburg for that and i'm sitting there watching it's like you know i'd much rather be covering a debate like the third debate between two candidates and here i am in a courtroom Mm -hmm. and dealing with this and yeah, that ad was different than anything we've seen around here, to my recollection. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that ad, so good, whatever, I think, you know, she was a new candidate. People did not know her. as a, In political, they knew him. And sometimes you define your opponent. And yeah. I think he was able to, I'm not saying, I, I'm not drawing anything on that, folks, like, with the asset, anything like that, I'm just talking, like, in perception and yeah. defining character. Like, you know, when Jerry Carnicella ran a couple of years ago,
2: mm-hmm.
1: real quick and to the point, Con Man Carnicella. Right. You know, the sign up everywhere, and right. that is simple to, die, simple to process. It's right there, and then, you know, pretty unknown thing, and it's right there. It's defined, and, you know, three-beat chance work in our world, and, yeah. you know, it was... I'm not saying this is right books. Again, just how... Messages get out, yeah. and it was weeks and weeks and weeks of billow scams taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's accurate. Again, all the caveat's going on with that, but that was boom, boom, boom right yeah. there. That was a simple thing to get across, and I don't know if that was what did at the end. If that was effective, I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, uh,
1: but it had to play a role.
0: Yeah. Well, you have to give Representative Byrne some credit here because as a D. Uh, you know, the D team just doesn't win around these parts much anymore. And, uh, you know, he's, he has survived, you know, these last couple elections. I, I, I have to be honest with you. Uh, you know, as somebody that, uh, doesn't have a dog in the hunt, um, I thought that would go the other way. Um, but it just goes to show, you know, just an effective, uh, uh, campaign that he ran. Renee Billow, however, says that she'll be back, and uh, I am sure that uh, <laughs> I am sure she will, because the two of them were really at it with each other. Uh, made things interesting.
1: Yeah, those are pretty much the first words she said to me. I'll be back in two years, and uh, that gives her more time to get to know more people, go to events, get become known to people around here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so he holds on. I mean, there, there's not too many Democrats left, and there yeah. is, yeah, Vern Stevens, yeah, City Johnston City Council. That's about it.
0: Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> That's about it these days you know it's pretty remarkable. well you know it made for uh, an interesting race and and uh, a lot to talk about obviously which uh, which is really uh, interesting but as I started out this conversation Dave, uh, you know I know how you feel about these things and I'm, I'm I'm sure that you're glad that it's over. I just had this conversation with a couple people here um, you know the uh, uh, political ads that we hear now negativity, negativity, negativity. But negativity works. Glad it's over.
1: It does. I, I've I talked to people about it who were involved in the campaign and they say everything everything we see, that, that moves it more than anything positive we can put out. Mm. Like, well, there's a lot of sad indictments on everything involved in that comment. But, all right. No so, doubt. No doubt. It, it is what it is. Um,
0: you know, it's interesting because everybody blames politicians, but... We as a public, we eat it up. Yes, we,
1: and that's maybe part of it's the problem.
0: exactly yeah. maybe it's us to blame. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then they, you know, they also say that in the polls aren't always the greatest because you look at polling, you know, it, the polling didn't seem to play out in a lot of ways during the race, and I think that's because they weren't polling a certain generation or two that mm-hmm. you know. How mm-hmm. how many people do you under sixty, let alone thirty? They have a primary phone line.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: And that, so, are they getting that generation? Those people, those those sort folks, of really?
0: Yeah.
1: So, and it's and I think a lot of things happened nationally. I think uh, women's vote, younger votes, and I think Roe v. Wade. I think that impacted stuff more than some some people were anticipating it. Yeah. And that if that trickles down, then it works into other races, or you know, because that's who was more motivated to get to the polls. I'm not sure, but it was a, for for inflation and issues with the economy going on, and 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 I always like to throw in record profits also play a role in that. But anyhow, yeah, that's right, right
2: there. Yeah,
1: uh, but things like that, it should have been historically and everything else. Going by what past president, it, it should have been a big year for Republicans. If
0: right. Wasn't. And it's it's fascinating the way that it all played out. Really interesting national trends. Dave Souter, yeah. Tribune Democrat, joining us here. Dave, a uh, couple minutes here. Um, you're doing an interesting story on uh, Carlton Hasselrig, uh, somebody that, uh, you know, that I knew. Um, but uh, just an interesting, interesting life that uh, this guy, this guy had. What, what's what's the project here uh, that you're doing?
1: Um, uh, there was, there's been a documentary made about his life, and I, I put the, I've only seen the trailer. I got the link yesterday, and I'm going to watch this video right after we're we're, we're done talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call the person and then reach out to people from Housework Family and stuff. But in the trailer that I've seen, it uh, it, there's home video that was taken when he was having a lot of issues and it's just in the trailer. It's, it's bad. You can hear, see, hear stuff he's saying and his appearance everything like that. And then they go into his career in the NFL and there's a really moving thing. His uncle is holding his helmet and said, look at these screws, look at these, look at this helmet, look how damaged this is, you know, and um, a lot to do with how the NFL handled concussions and, um, how there was a racial issue into in terms of who they were, how they were viewing compensation wow. and some injuries, and so yeah, uh, he, you know, there there were he, he had issues caused by by the football, yeah. you know, and something that the NFL is still slow to you know it, it, slow to want to deal with. I think in a right. lot of ways, but. You know, you look at and it's the sport we watch, and you sit there, you know, human beings are not big to take those hits to the head like that. Yeah, you look at uh, Miami's quarterback,
0: right. you know, Tua, Tua yeah. and
1: that he that he took that hit to the, that bat, you know, his head hit the ground like that in that first game, stood up, almost fell down twice, was wobbling like and anybody, anybody, I'm talking doctor, coach, friend, said, yeah, go back out there. Mm-hmm. That's a sin. Mm-hmm. That is just, yeah, because yeah. obviously that guy's brain is not working at that moment, and for anybody to see that, right, that was horrible, and I don't care. Like, imagine if you did that work if you hit your head like that, you almost fell down. Place and said, "There's the microphone. Go back out there." Right. That that was that was just an injustice to that person because you can't he can't make a decision at that point, yeah. and then we're, we're still at that point where we can see that. And go, got to run the offense because we paid you a lot. Basically, that's. So, but you know what? I watched every yeah you know, every man right. the game oh, yeah. today.
0: Yeah, no, and so. and you know the sad stories of uh, Junior Seau who who uh, who uh, yeah. played for San Diego Chargers. Who was a great player, uh, you know, and, and then had his issue. Of course, Mike Webster, you know, considered yeah. the Iron Man. Of the NFL, and just to see the way that he deteriorated, just shows you. And of course, the other side of the argument is these guys know the risks that they're taking; they're paid a lot of money. It's 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 a it's really a, an interesting an interesting debate. But but as we see this more and more, you see the damage that's done to a lot of these individuals.
1: Yeah, it, um, and we are learning more and more. You know, like Webster's generation, it was still. Probably a good amount of hey, you got your bell wrong. Be a man, get back out there. Right. You know we have, and especially before that, you know in the fifties they didn't. You know it was like okay, you got a little dizzy. How many fingers have up? Right. Three. Only two. But all right, you're good. You're good. Right. And uh, but nowadays it's that that thing with two. That was reprehensible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Let him go back out there.
0: Watching that was very very disturbing. So, yes, I uh, look forward. uh, You know to. To, to seeing that from you, really, really interesting, really interesting story,
1: Dave. And the documentary is called Blood Bloodsport. Okay. Uh, Want to get that? I forgot. And my it comes out on Wednesday, sixteenth mm-hmm. uh, here. So my goal is to have the story on Wednesday. Everybody, if you pick up Wednesday's paper and you don't see it, it just means I can get contact with everybody I need okay. to do the <laughs> but, And uh, but it'll be out there. Um, yeah, it's it looks like it's going to be a, a pretty interesting piece. Yeah. Uh, about his life, and just you know how the the role that just playing football takes. You, know, you look at linemen; every play, it might not be the biggest collision. Mm-hmm. But it's the collision after play after play after play. Right, you know, right. You day you're hitting your head. Yeah, and that adds up.
0: That's ex- that's exactly right, and uh, you know Carlton um uh, the last time that i spoke with him you know he, he was he was in this very studio to his credit you know he didn't shy away from you know um admitting the mistakes that he made within his life and and you know and and i'm sure that a lot of this obviously had to do with those injuries you know that he that he had to endure and uh that's exactly right you know going through it again and again and again it's like you know a chiropractor once once told me it's not necessarily the dramatic event but it's the continued it's the continued thing that seems to happen often that has the most impact on you and I think that's what happens to a lot of these football players
1: oh definitely yeah, yeah. and it's um and you know he he did things during his life that required you know as a society we said that's not acceptable and there was mm-hmm. punishment could You look back now, you know, something else was causing it It just besides the guy saying, well, I'm just going to go do that. You know, there were, there were those, there there were, he had these issues with brain damage. And we don't look at, like, we say, oh, concussion, come back from concussion protocol in, you know, eight days and stuff like that, you know. You, you can see a knee injury. You can see a guy not walking. and right. Like, oh, you, tore, you tore your ACL. You can't walk. That's understandable. You know, people are like, oh, you're fine. You're walking around. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good to go. You know, when it's brain injury, we call it brain injury mm-hmm. right? more mm-hmm. than concussion. Like, maybe that gets the point across. You right. Know, that you, your, your brain slammed into the side of your skull. Exactly. That's not, that's not good. Right. And you're not recovered from that in seven days to so go play football again. You're just not on the serious ones. No doubt. You know, but millions and billions of dollars and superstar players, and we want to be entertained, I guess. And they send them back out there.
0: Yeah, these things certainly do do factor into it. Dave Suter, anybody wants to reach out to you and has anything, what would you advise they do?
1: Smoke signals. Smoke ah.
0: signals.
1: <laughs> but uh, my email address is dsutor at tripdem.com, and my Twitter is at Dave underscore Suter.
0: Hey, as I said, you were a guy to talk to about the election stuff. Always interesting. Uh, Really appreciate your time today, sir. Always great talking to you.
1: Yeah, same here, Bo. Thanks.